Podcast Movement Sessions is sponsored by Storyblocks. For more information, visit storyblocks.com slash podcast movement. I have never been to a conference with puppies before. And the party so far has been the best. Still having feeling it a bit this morning. I've made new connections. I've made new friends. Hello again, I'm Ted Woods, and you're listening to Podcast Movement Sessions. This season on the show, through conversations recorded in Orlando and audio taken directly from the Podcast Movement stage, we'll dive into PM19's Society, Culture, and Advocacy track to discuss how podcasting continues to grow into a more open and diverse space for creators. In our last episode, how decorated reporters create award-winning audio narrative podcasts and why journalistic practices are assisting with the evolution of true crime. If you're just joining us, thanks for jumping in. We'd love for you to go back and take in the previous four episodes of this season to get the full picture of Podcast Movement 2019. Today, we're taking a closer look at how empathy plays a significant role in creating compelling podcasts. Being safe or playing it safe is not the only way to spur a conversation that's meaningful. Like in order to actually have a meaningful discussion, you do have to be a little bit uncomfortable. Producer Maribel Quesada-Smith on tapping into discomfort to create meaningful connections with your audience and guests. When you're interviewing your guests, when you're talking to your audience, you'll be able to feel what they feel. You'll understand what it's like to be uncomfortable. Plus, we'll shine our podcast movement session spotlight on NPR's Believe in a backstage conversation with reporter and co-host Lindsay Smith. Lindsay reveals the role empathy played in creating her Peabody Award winning podcast. I think that that just made those interviews so much better because we were able to just kind of get comfortable with them as people and they were able to get comfortable with us being in their space before we got down to the nitty gritty. Producer Maribel Quesada-Smith will be our guide to begin today's episode. On Podcast Movement's Society, Culture, and Advocacy stage, Maribel led a meaningful discussion about the connections between physical discomfort and empathetic conversations in your podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Maribel. And today we're going to get a little bit uncomfortable. Just uh, full honesty, like this is not my comfort zone. <laughs> so being up here, I'm already a little bit uncomfortable. But I figured we could do this together. PM19's schedule indicated that Maribel's session would, quote, test your ability to step outside of your own comfort zone. Backstage at Podcast Movement, we discussed the concept behind her session, if you're not making someone uncomfortable, you're not inspiring anyone. So the concept came from about a year ago. I started thinking about how important it was for me to start getting out of my comfort zone. And this is when I launched Diferente. It was about a year and a half ago that I launched Ever since then, there was a seed planted that I really needed to, in order to create more inspiring content, I needed to really push some buttons and push some boundaries, not just for myself, but for my audience. I was tired of seeing the same old, same old out there. Um, I mean, there are a lot of interesting podcasts, I'm not going to lie, but I think that there are few podcasts that are written or produced by Latinas that explore different uncomfortable topics. And that's where I wanted to go. So because I put myself in that situation from the get-go of that mentality, 
I figured that was a great topic to talk about and explore at Podcast Movement. So I'm going to ask you to relax. Maribel utilized a guided meditation to introduce the topic of being uncomfortable. Meaning meditation to start. The meditative uh, moment at the beginning of the of the session, I think, was very. It created, like, a shared experience for everyone who's there. Why don't you tell us about the inspiration for that idea? Of everybody stand up, and then we're going to sit down as we become uncomfortable. So the inspiration from the idea came from the fact that I need to meditate on a regular basis to stay sane. <laughs> Uh, my lifestyle's kind of hectic, so meditation really helps me. And when I was thinking about how I could introduce the topic of being uncomfortable to my audience, I really thought that they needed to be receptive. And I think that when you are relaxed and when you feel like you are in tune with yourself, that's when you can be the most receptive. And I think it worked. I think it got people relaxed and feel like more at ease. And my goal was just to make them feel receptive to their bodies and their, their manifestations of feelings. So through the exercise, as I was asking the uncomfortable questions, I wanted them, in order to, to be able to recognize the uncomfortable feelings that they were going to feel, I wanted them to be in the zone, focused in that moment, not being anywhere else. You know, here there are a lot of distractions and a lot of different noises. So I think the meditation really helped with that. On stage at Podcast Movement, Maribel talked about recognizing physical discomfort as a manifestation of fear and anxiety, and how podcasters can use that understanding to create more empathetic connections to their guests and audience. Okay. As you push through your discomfort, it'll become easier for you to push your boundaries. Also, you'll be more open to vulnerability. So again, as podcast hosts or as creators, like I said, you know, you're in a vulnerable position because you're putting your work out there for the world to see. Going through that feeling of discomfort and getting familiar with those feelings is going to help you do is you'll be able to empathize with someone who might be feeling discomfort or feeling uncomfortable. So when you're interviewing your guests, when you're talking to your audience, you'll be able to Feel what they feel. You'll understand what it's like to be uncomfortable. And especially, it especially helps when you're interviewing guests because then you'll understand when you're asking certain questions and pushing certain buttons why they're reacting the way they're reacting. And again, if you empathize with that, you can make them feel secure. When we spoke backstage at PM19, Maribel elaborated on her empathetic approach. I have been learning more about empathy over the last few years. It helps me connect with people. When I can put myself in their shoes and actually feel, like, how would it feel to be this person? I ask myself those questions. When I can imagine myself going through maybe what they've gone through, it brings you a different kind of feeling. It brings you a different level of understanding. And that's how I think we're able, or I am able, to connect with people on a different level and get to a deeper conversation and more meaningful outcomes out of the conversation. She noted that pushing through uncomfortable situations can also lead to positive relationships with your podcast audience. Being vulnerable for me has demonstrated that 
it's one of the best ways to connect with people that don't know you. And the truth is that most of our audience doesn't really know us. So when I first started podcasting, I didn't want to do that because I was afraid of the outcome of being vulnerable or sharing too much of my story or too much of my perspective. But then I started to realize that the best way for me to connect was to use those skills of how do I tell you that I've been where you are or how do I tell you that I've had a similar story or I can relate in such and such way through vulnerability. If you share part of your story with someone, they make they feel at ease. They feel like, okay, I'm kind of understood, you know, this is this is relatable. On Podcast Movement's Society, Culture, and Advocacy stage, Maribel encouraged the crowd to share their feelings with guests and explore how emotions can be connected to our thoughts on divisive issues. Don't be afraid to feel things. Don't be afraid to share your emotions. Don't be afraid to also ask your guests what they're feeling. Because there's a really big difference between saying, I feel, and saying, I think, when you talk to someone, when you have a guest on your show and you're trying to really get deep, ask them how they feel. Not just like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about immigration? What do you think about you know, the stock market? Because when you ask about feelings, you're really actually getting to the core of where the thoughts are coming from. Thinking is very easy. It's easy for me to say, I think this. I think you're wrong. I think society sucks. But why do you feel that? It comes from somewhere. To close her session, Maribel reminded the PM19 crowd to think critically about who their audience is, embrace authenticity, and use discomfort to build empathy and create more compelling content. You cannot serve anyone if you're trying to serve everyone. When you're trying to deliver content that appeases the masses, you ain't helping anybody. You're not making anybody uncomfortable. You're not making anybody learn anything. You're not making anybody grow. You're not really being authentic. You're not really telling your audience where you're coming from. You're just kind of like straddling this line. In the end, through empathy, is how we'll be able to get to know each other better, how we'll be able to have better conversations, how we'll be able to connect. But you can't get to that until you're uncomfortable. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for sitting down with me here and for being a guest on Podcast Movement Sessions. Gracias. Podcast Movement Sessions is sponsored by Storyblocks. If you've ever been in need of a quick soundbite, B-roll clip, template, or graphic, you've got to check out Storyblocks. All the music and sound effects you hear in this show came directly from Storyblocks. I've been producing podcasts for several years and oftentimes finding that perfect music clip or sound effect can be really tough, especially when you're on a budget. Sometimes you get feedback that really changes major aspects of a show and, you know, we don't always have the time we need to go back into the studio to re-record a needed piece of music or sound effects. That's where Storyblocks comes in. 
Whether you're working on a podcast like me or a video series of any size, you'll immediately have access to an unlimited library over 1 million assets strong. Anything from Storyblock's massive library of high-quality footage, After Effects templates, music, illustrations, and sound effects is yours to download with their unlimited all-access plan. Use your downloaded content anywhere, including on YouTube. All content is royalty-free for commercial and personal use. Stay on budget while telling the best version of your story with flexible subscription plans that scale to meet your needs. Best yet, Storyblocks is always adding new content and making regular product updates to give you the best experience possible. To learn more, head to storyblocks.com slash podcast movement. That's storyblocks.com slash podcast movement. My name is Maribel Quesada-Smith, and I'm the producer and host of the podcast Diferente. It's your first year at Podcast Movement. I've been asking everybody, how have you enjoyed yourself so far? I've enjoyed it. I've had great conversations, and I am really looking forward to coming back as a speaker next year again. I was curious. <clears throat> you said... <laughs> Dan and you know, I'm not throwing any hints. <laughs> I'm Lindsay Smith, reporter at Michigan Radio. We produced the podcast Believed. Are you enjoying yourself? I am. I held puppies. No way. I was going to ask what the highlight is, but clearly that's your, your highlight. It's going to be tough to beat puppies, but... <laughs> Suddenly looking at all the microphones and the audio interface. It was like everybody dropped. The whole place is just like, aww, look at these cute puppies. And there's like somebody speaking over there. You're like, hmm, but this dog. Welcome back to Podcast Movement Sessions. I'm Ted Woods. Today, looking at the role of empathy in the podcasting space. In previous episodes this season, we've discussed ethical journalism practices, how reporters have embraced podcasting to create prolific true crime shows, and the role advocacy can have on audio narrative reporting. Empathy plays arguably a more important role for investigative journalists like Amber Hunt. When we spoke at PM19, the accused host told me an empathetic personality was a key factor in her initial interest in crime reporting. One of the reasons I think I'm drawn to crime reporting is because I'm, if anything, an overly empathetic person. I'm interested in people's stories. I, I try to help them articulate the trauma that they've been through. Um, and in fact, like I was a fellow, I was a Knight Wallace fellow at the uh, University of Michigan. My project was literally embracing empathy in urban crime reporting. Like that, <laughs> so that's been a focus of mine. As an investigator for the Cincinnati Inquirer, Amber spoke about letting her guard down with sources, but explained the importance of protecting yourself emotionally when reporting on particularly draining stories. Amber argued that you have to be willing to open yourself up enough to meaningfully relate those moments to your audience. You do have to be careful and protect yourself emotionally. Secondary trauma is a real thing. But at the same time, you have to let it down enough that you can put yourself in that person's position because you otherwise won't be able to write it in an effective way. That means sometimes uh, coming home you know, wanting to have a drink because <laughs> it's been a particularly hard day. Um, but it's there's no point in doing this job if I'm not going to do it well and help people understand uh, just the horror that some folks are living with day to day. So empathy is how you do that. 
Backstage at Podcast Movement, I also had a chance to speak with investigative reporter Justin Ling, host of Uncover the Village for the CBC. We spoke about the power empathy can play in getting to the truth behind difficult stories, and how positive long-term relationships with sources can help encourage them to contribute and emotionally invest themselves in more meaningful, big-picture stories. How do you put yourself in the mindset of the victim, or not necessarily the victim, but their immediate circle, so that you can have that empathy when you sit down across the table from somebody who's gone through this tragic moment? How do you prepare yourself as a reporter uh, to have those tough conversations? Well, I think when, like, if you're talking to them consistently, if you know, if they're not um, so much just an interview subject, but um, a source, and um, you know. Um, somebody who's going to help you kind of craft what the story is, that goes a long way in terms of figuring out where the parameters of that interview ought to be, right? So if it's somebody that you get your producer to set up an interview with, you meet them in a room, you pepper them with a bunch of questions and leave and never talk to them again, that's not really good enough, right? You need to keep in contact with them. You need to kind of gut check them on certain things. You need to get their perspective on how they feel about X, Y, and Z. And you need a couple of pre-interviews to figure out kind of where their comfort level is on certain things. And you need to check with them about what they want to talk about and what they don't. Because, you know, these are not accountability interviews. You know, these are friends and family of people who have lost their lives. So if I can, you know, if I can avoid really poking at a, a sore spot or something that hasn't totally healed and, you know, if avoiding that doesn't really um, hurt, you know, our final production and in fact helps make that person comfortable and helps, um, you know, encourage them to, to participate and to offer uh, help where they can, then I'm going to do it. I don't need to, you know, traumatize them um, for that clip. You know, I think in the end um, I'm better off and the podcast is better off and the listeners are better off with having people on the show who are invested in, in what we're doing, um, as opposed to just looking at them like a clip that we, we, need to, we need to get. Podcast Movement 2019 was crawling with talented journalists who'd successfully weaved hard-to-digest stories into award-winning podcasts. One show in particular utilized empathetic conversations with victims to tell the horrific story of convicted sex offender Larry Nasser, According to its description, Believed is, quote, an inside look at how a team of women won a conviction in one of the largest serial sexual abuse cases in U.S. history. When we spoke backstage at PM19, reporter Lindsay Smith told me about the fundamental misunderstanding that led to the show's creation. You cannot get away from the story in Michigan at this time, right? It's everywhere. And it was clear to me that these people who had seen and heard and read coverage of the story ad nauseum still didn't get it. They didn't get how he got away. They kept being like, yeah, but how? What about the parents? What about this? What about that? Like, it was just, they didn't understand it. And I felt like if this audience, locally, that has seen so much of this coverage, doesn't get it, there's no way this periodical national coverage at the time that was happening is going to get at at what it is that allowed this guy to get away for so long. And it felt like just such a bananas case that we should learn something from it. The Michigan radio team was able to tell this terrible story in a compelling way by cultivating empathetic relationships with victims. I asked Lindsay how they were able to have such gripping conversations with survivors 
while also respecting their emotional boundaries. How do you put yourself in a mental state where you can have that empathy for the person who has gone through this horrific event? I'm just curious. Um, a lot of prep work. Um, I feel like really knowing as much as you can the ins and outs of their story because we interviewed so many women and there were different details, like there were similarities, but there were different details about each um, each person. So really familiarizing yourself with their story as best you can right before going in. Um, we also got a lot of buy-in um, from sources early on, like we pitched, we, we basically pitched them this project and um, really gave them an idea of the purpose, which was to learn something from this. I mean, we really did spend so much time with these women. And when we could, when they were willing, brought them lunch sat down, have a meal with them first, talk about our kids, talk about life, talk about things that are not the first and foremost thing you're going to talk about is your trauma. Like, I think that that just made those interviews so much better because we were able to um, just kind of get comfortable with them as people. And they were able to get comfortable with us being in their space before we got down to the nitty gritty. On the society, culture, and advocacy stage at Podcast Movement, Lindsay told the gathered crowd it takes more than simple prep work to really create an empathetic relationship with your sources. For a story this traumatizing, she emphasized just how important it is to maintain that relationship throughout the production and release process. After the interview... Don't just leave him hanging, man. You know, like we would, we were working on this for six to nine months. So we would definitely check in with people and say, hey, you know, we're working on this now. This is where we're at. Um, I think that people really appreciate that when they send their story. I mean, trust is a big issue in the story. So they're trusting you with their story when they hand it over to you, some of them more than others. We're like, okay, now what, you know, like kind of bracing themselves. And so as much as we could kind of put their minds at ease. And then once we had um, scripts, like we called them the week before and gave them like a full rundown. Um, I wouldn't normally do that with sources. The same thing with giving them questions ahead of time. Um, That's not something I would normally do as a reporter. But I felt like giving them a clear blueprint of where we were going so that they knew and could trust us, um, that was just so important to making these interviews go off and get the tape that you need. This past spring, Believed was named a Peabody Award winner for radio and podcast, one of the highest honors in the field of journalism. It's a compelling piece of reporting in part because of how co-host Lindsay Smith and her team at Michigan Radio were able to paint their subjects as complete and well-rounded individuals. When we spoke backstage at Podcast Movement, I asked Lindsay about the process they went through to tell the whole story of these women in audio narrative form. I mean, we definitely tried to figure out what makes them tick, who they are um, as a full person. And I don't think you're really able to do that without spending a bunch of time with them. So when we were approaching them for interviews, we 
we were explicit about how much time it was going to take and then it would be like a heavy lift. Um, so that way they were prepared kind of mentally, but also with their schedules. I mean, at some point they're busy, they have lives, they have kids, they have stuff going on. Right. But you're always also looking for the details, um, when you're with them. And I think because of the, just the audio format, right. You can't see things. You really do have to, um, we kind of debriefed after we would leave an interview. Did you see this on their walls? Um, did you notice that there was this or like, how, dude, that house was so small and they had four kids in it, you know, like just sort of, um, making sure that you capture everything that you can as soon as you leave, um, writing it down. I, I would suggest like writing down, you know, the biggest points that you remember or things that you saw that you remember that stood out that are just these details that really make when you sit down to write the writing process so much easier. Um, because you have all of this material to kind of choose from. And that way you're able to really, paint a bigger, fully, fuller picture of each of these women who are not all the same, you know. On stage at Podcast Movement, reporter Lindsay Smith spoke about the power her podcast had in revealing the truth behind the Larry Nasser case and how one fan's email in particular showed just how big of an impact Believed had on listeners around the world and close to home. Some of the best feedback that we've gotten, um, I'll just really quick say, one of the best emails that we got was from a woman who is a Larry Nassar survivor, has not come forward um, at all to her family or anybody else. And her family, she wrote that her family was still very much like, I like on his side, like there must just be a misunderstanding. Like there's no way all of these women there's just no way and not realizing that they're saying this in front of somebody who it happened to and that is their loved person you know oh gets me like emotionally and think about it she wrote to say she was able to have this podcast and say you know i thought that too until i listened to this so please listen to this and so she could retain her anonymity with her family but also feel like she could scream at them, yes, this could happen to you. Here, listen to this and you'll know why. So I think those are some of the incredible conversations that we've had um, post this podcast is just just really deep, heavy stuff, but in a good way, because we should learn from this. All right, we're, we're all out of time. Thank you so much Thank to you. Lindsay Smith and Allison McAdam, and thanks to you all. Lindsay, thank you so much for your time today. You're so welcome. On the next episode of Podcast Movement Sessions. Why is it important that we even discuss this topic around women of color and diversity in the space? Women of color are creating their own path as podcasting continues to evolve. We'll shine our podcast movement session spotlight on PM19's Disrupting Spaces panel and my conversation with moderator Tangia Renee Estrada. In my everyday life, I go to the store, I go to the post office, I go to wherever I go, and there are other people of color there, so I'm not the other only one. Plus, 
why prominent podcasters are encouraging more underrepresented voices to join the space, and how they're doing their part to advance inclusion in this growing media. Something I care deeply about is representation in media. Everybody has a story. And every story has value. The ability for podcasting to be an agent for change is just phenomenal. Make sure to subscribe to Podcast Movement Sessions right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes every Friday, all season long. You can find Podcast Movement everywhere you use social media. We're at Podcast Movement on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And remember, tickets are on sale now for Podcast Movement 2020 in Dallas and Podcast Movement Evolutions coming to the Millennium Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles on February 12th. All interviews and sessions for this show were recorded at PM19 in Orlando. Podcast Movement is the must-attend event of the year for podcasters big and small. Meet like-minded creators, check out the latest trends in content and tech, speak with some of the biggest companies in the space, and maybe even record a season of a podcast for yourself. Find all the information you need at podcastmovement.com. Until next time, I'm Ted Woods. Find me on Instagram at Ted Woods. Thank you so much for listening to Podcast Movement Sessions.